Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Karen Harrison. Excited to be here as we are inching closer and closer and closer to Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. So today's show is going to have a little bit of a different theme. We are calling today Toss Up Tuesday. So randomly over the course of today's show, I'm going to throw out a toss up and we'll see what your answer is to that. 913-586-7610. We also have teammates of Patrick Mahomes to come on the show and talk about the last Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers back in 2020. Dustin Colquitt, future Chiefs ring of honor. Dustin Colquitt will be on the show coming up in about 30 minutes or so. We'll get his stories from the Super Bowl four years ago. We'll also get his Patrick Mahomes stories. Very excited to be joined by Dustin Colquitt coming up in 30 minutes. We'll give you a chance to win prizes. We'll give you a chance to win pizza. We'll give you a chance to win. Well, we just got pizza. Pizza time on the drive. Carrington, dial me up right now. 913-586-7610. Caller number six wins a pizza from our friends over at Pizza Tasio. Pizza Tasio is Kansas City's best New York style pizza, and they've taken over the town. They got a new spot in Waldo, plus locations in Overland Park, Lee Summit, Midtown, North KC, St. Joe, and Lawrence. They also have a killer selection of craft and local beers, plus unique wines. So whether you're in the mood for maybe a whole pie or maybe you're just peckish and want some slices be sure to visit them now at pizzatasio.com that's pizza t-a-s-c-i-o.com i need you guys to do me a couple of favors number one i need you listening to the drive each day at two o'clock number two i need you to tell one friend you don't got to tell two friends but if you want the best big game coverage and you also want some free pizza then i'd keep it locked in right here on 610 sports radio this is where i would like to start today's show yesterday was the official start of super bowl week The two teams practiced yesterday. You had Super Bowl media night. Yesterday is day one of Super Bowl coverage. I would like to talk about the top stories. The number one story. Now, I like Mike Florio. I remember back when pro football talk was just a blog. Back when I was a producer. Back when I was answering phones for Nick Wright. Nick Wright was one of the first people that was putting Mike Florio on the radio. So I've got a relationship with Mike Florio. I like Mike Florio. 
he has been the only one spreading this nonsense about Andy Reid and potentially retiring at the end of the season. Now, I don't know Andy Reid's personal life. I don't know his health. But everything would make you believe that things are on the up and up, and there's no reason to think that he is not coming back next season. He has said this repeatedly, and today the owner of the team was on the Midday Show, Cody and Gold, live from Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. Here's what Clark Hunt had to say about the retirement rumors circling around Andy Reid. I've been fascinated to see the number of articles out there speculating about uh, Andy's future. I I have no sense from him uh, that he's ready to hang it up. Uh, He loves what he's doing. He is energized uh, by this team. Um, He has one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Uh, So I'm not expecting him to to step down at the end of the season and uh, look forward, hopefully, to him coaching the Chiefs for many more years. Stop it. Knock it off. I hope that this ends the Andy Reid retirement conversations. It is made up. It is not real. It is imaginary. Andy Reid is coming back as the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. You are the CEO of one of the best and most well-run organizations in sports. You consistently play in big games and win them. You've got a great quarterback, great fan base, great ownership group. You're not retiring right now if you're Andy, if you're in great health. We'll know when it's the end with Andy Reid. But I am here to tell you, it is not in seven days. We're not getting the tweet coming across our timeline that Andy Reid, oh, and a big shock. No, Andy's coming back. He's going to be the coach next year. He will probably be the coach the year after that, and the year after that. When Andy gets to 70, I'm happy to re-examine this conversation. Hey, Andy, you know Bill Belichick. He retired at 71. Pete Carroll, he's 65 years old. Again, I don't know the man's health, but everything appears to be on the up and up. So I'm happy that today Clark Hunt sat down with Alex Gold and Cody Tapp and Drew Nixon and had this conversation and put this to rest. Let's go ahead and put the Travis Kelsey retirement rumors to rest, too. Because they really started to pop up and creep up over the last three months or so. And I get it. His brother is retiring. His girlfriend is a billionaire superstar. You can ride off in the sunset, John Elway style. This one's for John. You win your Super Bowl. You retire. You do what Peyton Manning did. You did what Elway did. You're done. Travis Kelsey's coming back. I don't know how you could hear his tone yesterday at Super Bowl Media Day and hear the voice of someone that this is their last football game. He sounds to be very fired up about playing football and very excited to be on this team and a part of this organization. I thought Travis Kelsey was a superstar yesterday at Super Bowl Media Day. I've been on a mission ever since I won my first Super Bowl. Uh, we, we made it back to, to the Super Bowl the year after 2019, obviously lost to the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, that's motivated me to get back to this point right here. So um, you'll hear me say this a lot, but I want this one more than I've ever wanted a, a Super Bowl in my life. And it's because of uh, the type of team we have, the people that we have in this thing, but also because that tier of uh, teams that have done it twice have uh, gone down in history as uh, some of the greats. You hear that? Does that sound like somebody who is taking their final lap, their swan song? If the Chiefs win this Super Bowl and they have a chance to go three in a row for the first team in league history 
And Patrick Mahomes can put something on his resume that Tom Brady couldn't, that Joe Montana couldn't, that Terry Bradshaw, that any of the greats. You don't think that Travis Kelsey wants to be a part of that? For an organization that we all feel very confident is going to spend some money in free agency at wide receiver, for a team that we think could spend a high draft pick to go get you more help, we think that Travis Kelsey is retiring at the end of the season. You know what Travis is going to do? He's going to go to 17 Eras Tour shows over the summer. And I'm guessing it's going to be great. You get to be there. You get to hear the new music. You get to support your girl like she supported you. And Travis Kelsey is going to have an amazing summer. And he's going to come back ready to play football. That's what I guess. I saw a tight end who seems really rejuvenated in the last three weeks. This has been the best version of Travis Kelsey these last three weeks, and you're going to give him another bye heading into another Super Bowl? I think we are in line for another massive day from Travis Kelsey on Sunday. Another eight catches, 95 yards, and two touchdowns, one of those kind of days. The last time that we saw Travis Kelsey get a little bit of rest, he came back a completely different player. You're going to give him two weeks of rest in the last month of the season. I'm expecting Travis Kelsey to be active early. I'm expecting Travis Kelsey to be involved often in Kansas City's offense. There's one more thing that I want to say, I guess, about yesterday's Super Bowl media day. We're going to be joined by Dustin Colquitt coming up in a little bit. I know that you guys may be tired of hearing about Travis Kelsey and his relationship with Taylor Swift. But I think that Travis Kelsey deserves a whole lot of credit. I'm just going to guess that it's really, really difficult to be Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Not just due to her. I mean, all the conversation and hoopla that surrounds her. Think of a relatively famous person. Like Julia Roberts. First famous woman that pops in my mind. Let's say that he was in a relationship with Dua Lipa. Very famous. It wouldn't be like this. You could have a normal relationship. You know, you guys could go out. You could go do stuff. You know, there's famous people that are in relationships. This is unlike any relationship right now in the country. Constantly talked about. Constantly in the spotlight. 24-7. Everything you do. Where did you eat? How's your hair cut? Yesterday, Travis Kelsey who could be the most accomplished player ever at his position in the National Football League, has to sit there and answer questions from hundreds of people that do not care a lick about his football career and simply want to ask him about his relationship. Rob, in the last relationship he was in, he was the breadwinner. He was the famous one. Now you're with somebody who is 10 times more accomplished and 10 times the earner that you are. And Travis Kelsey has handled it like an absolute pro. I see why their relationship works. He doesn't seem unfazed by any of this. He seems very much cool and collected in the same Travis Kelsey that we have seen have media availabilities for over 10 years here in Kansas City. He doesn't seem to be too caught up into the limelight and the spotlight and the new interest in his personal life. 
He's up there. He's sitting there. He looks like a politician. He's answering questions. He's being super complimentary. He's still the same Travis Kelsey encouraging the other team to boo. He's answering questions from this little 11-year-old kid. He's playing that to a T. I thought Travis Kelsey looked like an absolute star yesterday. And I'm just going to guess that it's not easy to be in his situation, that it's probably pretty stressful at times, that there were things that Travis Kelsey could do just eight months ago that are just not part of his life anymore. And that him and his old girlfriend or any other relationship that he was in, you know what they could just do on a Friday? They could just go somewhere in Kansas City and go grab a drink. And people really wouldn't bother him. You go up to him, you've seen him. But if you've been out in Kansas City for any amount of time, you've seen Travis Kelsey out and about. You can't do any of those things anymore. They're taking video of you when you go take your trash out. They're taking video of you when you go to Trader Joe's and you're just trying to get some ice cream. I give Travis Kelsey a lot of credit for how he's handled the last six to eight months and the whirlwind that has surrounded his personal life. And yesterday, on the most intensive media day that you will have as a football player, I thought he handled it like an absolute superstar. I thought he handled it A-plus yesterday. It was really cool to see the way he handled everything yesterday. Coming up on the other side, I've got a couple of toss-ups as we get you ready for a toss-up Tuesday. We'll also be joined by Dustin Colquitt. We are going to have former members of the 2020 Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to join us and tell stories about their first Super Bowl. That's coming up. Keep it right here. So drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The home of the Royals is 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we'll be joined by Dustin Colquitt. Future Chiefs Ring of Honor. Am I allowed to call him that? I'm going to see what he thinks about that. Because I think one day he's going to be in the Chiefs ring of honor. I wonder if he thinks about one day being in the Chiefs ring of honor. Are you excited for Dustin Colquitt Day at 
Arrowhead Stadium. Do you think he'll have his own bobblehead doll? They got to do that. I mean, have they done a bobblehead for any of the more recent guys? That they need in the to. Ring? Like, did Tim Grunhard get a bobblehead? I know he. I don't know if you can get football fans a bobblehead. It might end up terribly for everybody. Mm-hmm. You can you can give the baseball fan the bobblehead. You give the football fan the bobblehead for a week seven game against the Chargers. Who knows what'll happen? Is Do- Dustin Cole going to be the first player to play with Patrick Mahomes to be in the Ring of Honor? Ooh, that's a good one. Had to look it up. I don't know. That's a great question. We got to ask Dustin Cole with that question coming up in a little bit. We're going to be joined by various players who were on the 2019 Chiefs who went to the first Super Bowl for the organization since 1970. Dustin Colquitt was on that team. We'll get his stories from the Super Bowl. So today is Tuesday, and you know that we love alliteration on this show. You know, we used to do Tinder Tuesday. But today, Rob, I am in the mood for a toss-up Tuesday. Hit me. Toss-up. Both of these players have an over-under of six and a half catches in Sunday's Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. Who do you think is more likely to go over on Sunday? Do you think it's Travis Kelsey or Rasheed Rice over six and a half catches? Ooh, that's really good. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Travis Kelsey because I think the Ravens defense is superior to the Niners defense and Travis Kelsey just went out and put an all world performance against the Ravens defense and against Kyle Hamilton, who is one of the better safeties, if not the best safety in the NFL. So I will take Travis Kelsey because I think they're going to target him early and often. And I know when the spotlight is the brightest, like the AFC title game or Super Bowls of the past, Travis Kelsey will not shrink in that moment of the two. I would take him. I also think the strength of the Niners secondary, at least, is their corners. So a tight end has a higher probability to eat, as the kids would say. So give me Kelsey in that scenario. So, so far this postseason, Rasheed Rice has had 25 targets in the three games. They have really made it a point to get him the football. With this six and a half, he would have hit the over in two of their three postseason games. He would have hit the over against Miami. He also would have hit the over against the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC championship game. I think the answer is Travis Kelsey just because of the kind of postseason player that we know him to be. I know that he's going to be a focal point of their offense, and I expect him to get the ball, probably get two to three targets on that first drive. I think we know that their first 15, they're really, really good. They're going to get some points on that first drive. You don't get points without really highlighting Travis Kelsey. So I think you could be in a situation in which Travis Kelsey has two or three catches on that first series of the game. And now you got seven, eight other possessions to just hope that he gets you three to four catches. I like the Travis Kelsey over. Now the juice on that thing is a lot. So from a financial standpoint, it's probably better to take Rasheed Rice because you're not playing nearly the vig that you would be on Travis Kelsey. But I actually like both of them to hit their over just because of the formula that I am so big on. If this team is going to beat San Francisco, they're going to beat them because of Isaiah Pacheco, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, and they're going to get a big contribution from one other offensive player or one other player makes a big play for them, whether it's in special teams or the pass game. Who could that potentially be? Which leads me to my next toss-up. Both MVS and Justin Watson have an over-under of one-and-a-half catch. Who do you think is more likely to hit the over in Super Bowl 58? 
Is it Marquez Valdez Scanling or Justin Watson over under one and a half catches? If you had asked me at any time this question before this week, I would have told you the easy money is Justin Watson. But MVS seems to have had a renaissance in the postseason. He hit the number against the Bills. He would have hit the number. He hit the over in yards because of the late catch against the Ravens. I think he was good in the last Niners matchup, the one that Bink always talks about from last year. So I'm going to take Mr. Applebee's two for 20 to be over one and a half catches. I also think part of this game is usage. MVS is on the field a lot. It was something we complained a lot about throughout the course of the season. Why is he out there running cardio and not doing anything? But when you're on the field as often as he is, I think you fall into two catches. So I will take Mr. Applebee's for over one and a half catches. I'm going to take Mr. Applebee's two. I'm going to take the two for 20. You're right about there being a renaissance with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I mean, so far this postseason, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has been the X factor that this team needs. He had 62 yards receiving against Buffalo. He also had 38 yards receiving against Baltimore, in which he had maybe the biggest catch of the game that sealed it and got this team another invite to the Super Bowl. So he has five catches in their three games. I do think it's going to be tight. I don't think he gets three or four catches in this game. The one and a half is perfect. I'm going to take the over with Marquez Valdez-Scanling. I'm going to do it. I feel like they've somewhat phased Justin Watson out of this thing. That, hey, that was a really good like mid-season thing to do. That's not really where they're going. I mean, he didn't have a catch in the Buffalo game and only had one catch uh, in the AFC championship game against Baltimore. Is he going to get enough opportunities to potentially make a play? I would fade Justin Watson or just not touch it at all. And I would take MVS. I take his over at two and a half. These three San Francisco 49ers, their reception number is at four and a half. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey. Which of these do you think is most likely to hit their over? They're all at four and a half. Ayuk, Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to give you a free bet here. Who are you taking the over on? I'm going to take Debo. Debo is, I know Brock Purdy's absence was, uh, not Brock Purdy's, Debo's absence affected Brock Purdy, but it wasn't just him. Trent Williams was out for a partial time. There were other people that were missing in those games, but the numbers are staggering. When Debo Samuel was out, Brock Purdy was, he was what everyone thinks he is. Very average. I don't know. He was even very average. He looked like a seventh round pick. He looked like a guy who was just trying to tread water and get through a spot start. He wasn't very good. But when Debo's on the field, Brock Purdy looks like a viable NFL quarterback, still a game manager, but he looks like he belongs on the field. Debo's game against Philadelphia stands out. Debo's game against the Lions stands out. So I think the Niners, the same way the Chiefs are going to target Travis Kelsey early and often, are going to have that same mindset for Debo Samuel. Little quick, you know, those little push passes, which count as passes, make tunnel screens, things of that nature, get him the ball in space. So I will take Debo for over four and a half. You know what? I'm actually going to take Christian McCaffrey in this just because I think his usage is going to be a little bit higher. So when they played Baltimore earlier this year, he got 10 targets. When they played Green Bay in the second round of the postseason, he had 12 targets in the game, had five against the Detroit Lions. I just think that the volume is going to be there with Christian McCaffrey. And if you are San Francisco, here's your pathway to winning this game. 
You probably need Christian McCaffrey to get at least 20 rush attempts, and he probably has to have five catches in this game. You probably need to figure out a way to get 25 touches for Christian McCaffrey against this defense and really to take the pressure off Brock Purdy. I like Christian McCaffrey's over a four and a half here. I would probably stay away from Brandon Ayuk. I think he... I think Ayuk's role in this game is going to be similar to what it was against the Lions. He's probably going to have an opportunity to make two big pass plays downfield. So I could see him having like three catches for 70 yards and he just gets 50 yards on one catch. But just based on how this team is done against wide receivers, I'm not really worried about Brandon Ayuk being a terrorist in that way. Debo can just because there's so many different ways to get him the football. They've done a good enough job for me to think that Brandon Ayuk isn't getting six or seven catches in this game. They've pretty much locked this up. Also, I I don't know the game plan. Me and Spags haven't sat down and chatted about it, but my presumption is that Snead is shadowing Brandon Ayuk. The numbers are pretty staggering when Legereus Snead shadows a wide receiver. A.J. Brown did nothing. Tyreek Hill did nothing twice, basically. I mean, receiver after receiver has fallen into Legereus Snead land and has not been able to come through. I think that's going to be Ayuk, so I would be not touching that bet at all. So over the course of today's show, we are going to be joined by former teammates of Patrick Mahomes, players that were on the Super Bowl team in 2019, to get their stories and also ask them questions about Patrick Mahomes. First up, we have Dustin Colquitt, who one day will be in the Chiefs Ring of Honor. He's set to join us coming up on the other side. Don't turn that drive. We're getting you ready for Super Bowl 58 here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This is The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Our big game coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. We are very happy over the course of today's show to catch up with various teammates of Patrick Mahomes, also players on the 2019 team that beat the San Francisco 49ers four years ago in the Super Bowl. Let's head to the phone lines right now. Be joined by Dustin Colquitt joining us on the show today. Dustin, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks a bunch. Absolutely. How's it going today? Doing great, man. Let's just start with this. Whenever you think back to that time in your life and going to the Super Bowl, this organization's first time since 19, uh, 1970, what are some memories, what are some stories that come back to you? Yeah, I just think like the kind of the process, really you have this, 
massively emotional uh, moment in Arrowhead like two weeks prior that, you know, we hadn't had a AFC championship there and it dons our, you know, owner's name, obviously. And just to see like the siblings and their grandkids and like Norma and, you know, all these people that really just picked up shop in Dallas and said, we're going to make it in what then was known as kind of a cow town in Kansas city, a small market, you know, definitely going to be a small market. You can't, the NFL wouldn't let them do it in Dallas. And so just to pick up and then kind of seeing that come to, you know, total fruition in Arrowhead stadium on that night, two weeks before the big, big game that we're talking about here today, that was kind of the most overwhelming and emotional part about it, which I'm glad because that ended up being like a lot bigger uh, then once you get to the Super Bowl, just because then you're like, hey, we made it this far, let's punch the ticket and just win everything here. And so really it was awesome having that unique experience like with our fans in our stadium, um, you know, winning in front of them for the first time. And there's such like a hungry SEC type, you know, crowd barbecuing and, you know, just just everything that everybody knows about Kansas city football just wrapped into a, to an awesome Sunday was just a special moment. Dustin, how rewarding was it? The fact that you guys had lost the AFC championship game a year prior to that in a heartbreaking fashion, you guys never get an opportunity in overtime to win the game. And then the next season, you guys get that same opportunity again, and you're able to cash it in and go to the Super Bowl. It was awesome. And, you know, I, I see like throughout the course of this year, you know, a lot happened on a couple of those plays. One, like the lining up off sides, which we saw a little bit, you know, this year with, you know, a couple different times with Tony and just like the phantom. I'm waiting to throw this flag right now. Um, not going to even warn the player type deal. And then the, the for Chris Jones has this, you know, just basically wiping Brady's nose and gets a flag for it. And so there's a lot of emotional things that happen um, in, in that game. And so to be able to kind of punch that ticket, kind of get the proverbial monkey off our backs in our own place, in front of our own stands, and then really what it's kind of led to. I think that's the funnest kind of thing. Not a lot of teams get back, you know, to the Super Bowl the next year. They have that Super Bowl slump. There wasn't one. I know we didn't win that, but we were able to, through free agency, um, and the draft, like build an unbelievable offensive line and really key players down the stretch stretch that has allowed us to compete for championships here the last, you know, two, three years at a high level and the whole world's watching. Right now we're talking to Dustin Colquitt, drafted by the Chiefs in 2005 in the third round, pick 99, played his time in Kansas City from 2005 to 2019, was the punter for the Kansas City Chiefs, won a Super Bowl four years ago for the Chiefs as they beat the San Francisco 49ers. Dustin, how crazy is it that four years later they're playing the exact same team that you went up against in the Super Bowl? You know, it's wild, um, and it says a lot of what uh, Lynch has been able to do over there in the 49ers, very similar to, you know, how uh, the inner workings and the very kind of fabric and common thread that we started with Andy Reid and John Dorsey and, um, you know, obviously before that uh, with Mark Donovan in on the business side of things and what they've been able to carve out and create in Kansas City and to kind of be back and now say, like, hey, same team, uh, same, you know, huge game. 
I think it's it, it, it speaks. You know, obviously we have a lot of our core players back that played in that game, and so I love the experience side of things that we have going into this game. You know, for Chiefs Kingdom, you know they're all going. We travel. You know, I remember, you know, growing up, getting in 2005, I love watching how the Patriots and the Steelers and Dallas Cowboys and, like, these, these folks would travel, and we've turned into that. The Chiefs Kingdom is, is on the road now, man. They, they, stra- they, they strap it up. They go wherever they can, wherever the Chiefs are playing. And so, you know, this is going to be an awesome Super Bowl just to kind of relive, like, you know, we're, we're down 10 with seven to go through we throw a, a pick and he comes back and and what he's done here the last like five six years uh in his nfl career has been so much fun to watch pat and for him to be active in free agency and in the draft process and and andy read anything he draws up that he and travis can do and then with spags coming in and i think that was one of the biggest maneuvers that i saw that really corrected our ship is you know getting a guy that's bigger than life that, uh, you know, one thing about Spags, I'm probably going off on a tangent here, but like I'm not even the punter anymore at a banquet in Kansas city last year. And I talked to him for a couple minutes and he gets pulled in a couple different directions. And I get a week, a a text a week later, Hey, I'm so sorry. I didn't get to spend enough time with you. You know how we get pulled in different directions. And I was there on the behalf of Chris Jones and just wanted to say, we miss you and what's up. And you're like, God, Andy has such, and, and Brett, Mark, they, people gravitate to them and people want to come into the Kansas city organization. And that's why we keep, we have the best people. We have really good players. We spend 106 plus percent of our cash and we got guys that go to work every day trying to stay in that building and keep it intact. So I'm super pumped to watch this game again, repeat times two. I was just going to ask you that. I mean, you certainly have been here in Kansas City through the ups and the downs. I mean, you started in 2005. You, your first head coach was was Dick Vermeil. So you saw a lot in your time in Kansas City. You mentioned Pittsburgh and the Cowboys and the Niners. How cool is it to know that you were a part of one of those dynasties in your career? That was awesome. And obviously the front end of it and uh, just feel just blessed that, you know, I got to win a championship in my last before they kind of let me ride into the sunset. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, Dick Vermeil really started things out by coming to Kansas City and building the building offense and offensive line that he did. He had checks and balances and Tony Gonzalez, which, which could go up just like Travis Kels and really kind of manage a game and be like that, you know, uh, basketball player going up for – you know, like a big man down in the paint. That's what I think about those two guys. And when Dick was there, he handed us all a card that said the main thing will always be the main thing. And he said, put it in your wallet. You know, we're going to do some wallet checks. If you don't have them in there, you're not fully invested in this program. And I thought that was cool because just like Kansas City has that college-like SEC atmosphere, Dick Vermeil obviously had that for all of his players. He's known as a player's coach, so is Andy And that's because both of those men, and they're men, they're like father figures for all of us that have come and played that program, is they want you to be better men when you walk out of there. And they know how to treat everybody the same, differently. All the different personalities. Andy's famous saying is, let your personality show. And Dick was the same way. And he goes, I got to think about this, how to, how to, how to, you know, crack down on this guy or try, how to how to you know bottle this and manage this person during the season because he knew that everybody responded differently, and that's what uh, that or- this organization, the Kansas City Chiefs, I can be 
proud of because I've watched, you know, men at the helm, you know, down through, especially with those two guys that we're talking about currently, like right now, and everybody that they've hired are guys that they know how to manage the athletes that they need to kind of push and get on the highest stage, which is coming up here on Sunday. Right now, we're talking to Dustin Colquitt, drafted by the Chiefs in 2005. He was a third-round pick, pick 99, played from the Chiefs from 05 to 2019. He is a Super Bowl champion, a two-time Pro Bowler, just getting his stories about being on the first Chiefs Super Bowl team since 1970. Dustin, you grow up watching football. What is it like to grow up watching and following the Super Bowl until one day you are playing in the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's that's a great question. It's, you know, it's a – obviously a dream come true and just like a lot of pressure off of <laughs> my whole life. Once I finally won, cause my dad won too with, you know, mean Joe green and Jack Lambert and Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan. I mean, the list goes on and on. And I got to see those rings kind of growing up. And I remember even like I was seven, my brother's four at one point and my dad comes in and I don't know if he was what he was having one of those weeks or whatever he he said hey got sat me down I think we were watching a big Tennessee game um and he was like hey you know one day he brought these rings out and he goes one day when I die you guys are going to get these rings and so that was kind of always the thing in our house is like hey if you work hard if you put it in like good things will come and good things will happen and that's a combination of everything going on in Kansas City and how you see the, the model that they're using is working so efficiently. And I remember him saying like, one of you, you guys are each going to get this ring when I die. Didn't think anything of it. You know, at the time rings didn't mean too much to me to be in seven, but my four-year-old brother went back to him a couple hours later and said, dad, when are you going to die? Like he was interested in what it took to get to where my dad did. And so that I definitely used that throughout the course of like all of my playing days, whether I was baseball track and then basketball, eventually football, when, when that took over for me in high school. Um, and I was fortunate enough to play at the University of Tennessee under Coach Philip Fulmer, which you know came out to practice one day and said, Dustin, I want you to punt every single day, just like somebody's coming to practice to watch you play, to watch you punt. That's it. And so very early on, he was instilling in me that every day matters if we have the ultimate goal of winning a national championship, in this case, the Chiefs, you know, when you go through the combine and the senior bowl and all this is what they've been the best at is the talent evaluation and how, what puzzle are you? a You are a puzzle piece, but does it fit in our system? And that's what they have nailed and, and why it's, it's so much fun kind of being a part of winning a super bowl. So I don't, my brother won one and all of a sudden now I'm the brother that doesn't, you're the, are you the brother that doesn't have a super bowl? And I'm like, yes, I thought I was going to say that the rest of my life. So I'm thankful to God and the organization and the hunts for, you know, pulling that train from Dallas to Kansas city, throwing up a chief's flag and saying, this is chief's kingdom. Everybody who's crazy about football, come and join us. Right now we're talking to Dustin Colquitt for a couple of more minutes here. Dustin, you saw a lot of quarterbacks in your time in Kansas city. Was there that moment where you realized that Pat was different than any other quarterback that you've had that you've had? Yeah, of course. And it was, I mean, that, I remember being at practice just his rookie year and training camp, you know, you kind of see like, you know, strokes of brilliance where you can kind of like see this guy put just like in the, in the, in the, in the size of like a little basketball, this dart that, you know, a cornerback would turn around and it's already in the receiver's hands. And you're like, man, this guy's pretty good. And then, you know, three, four weeks in when they're going ones on twos, twos being the defense, ones being, 
excuse me, one's being our off our, our defense and two's being our offense, Patrick, like really kind of starting to shred them up. And so much so that like, I told the specialist, I was like, Hey, we're not going to go in and work out on these days during practice. We need to, we need to watch what's going on. This is different. Like that's, and, and just the way he was like before, like Alex had the reins of all of this stuff. And so Mahomes would come back and kind of sit on our table and talk with Sherman and the specialists and Kels. And he had kind of like a table. He wasn't at the table yet. And it was fun watching him morph into who he is today and doesn't change. I mean, the kid answers texts. He goes to hospital events. He does everything that, that you're, that you're supposed to, but he wants to do not supposed to, he wants to do these things. And I saw that early on in practice and walking in going like, man, I, I don't know if I'm going to work out during practice anymore because I just want to watch what's going on. This is this, if he does this in the game, it's going to get really interesting. So that was fun watching him become the player that he is, you know, really in that first year when he was running the number two offense. Right now, we're talking to Dustin Colquitt for a couple more minutes. Dustin, one thing I want to get your opinion on, you had a great career here in Kansas City. I think that one day you will be in the Chiefs' ring of honor. Do you ever think about that? Do you think you'll one day be in the Chiefs' ring of honor? I don't know. I don't know how that how the, how that works, if there's, like, voting or fan voting or stuff, but I will mail everybody checks if that's a fan vote thing. I just need addresses. Um if that's just an organizational thing or like time overall, I, I talked to Clark, you know, when I was released and um, trying to figure out if I was going to keep playing or whatever the deal is, he said, Hey man, your, your clock starts now. And I'm looking forward to you being in that ring. And so, I mean, like if, if it's just him voting, I, I'm pretty sure I have his vote, but you know, that would be something special for me and my family and everybody to, to do. It's, it wasn't like the goal. My goal was, really to anybody that on third down, they got pissed off that we didn't convert to a first down and left. I just wanted to be one more down that they would sit in their seats and watch me punt before they get a beer. That was like, cause I'm from East Tennessee. And so that was like my dad, when we were watching football games growing up, I remember we would be doing stuff the, the entire game and my mom or dad or uncles or whoever was over like, Hey, Hey, hey there's a punt. There's a punt. And everybody come in and watch and be like, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that was a good punt. And then we kind of go back to doing what we're doing. So, like, punting was life. Kind of sounds like a Ted Lasso thing. And But for us, punting, kicking, the specialist fourth down was life. And so to be in to, – to just be a fourth down player and to kind of grace hallowed ground, which is Arrow Stadium, Arrowhead Stadium, like, that would be – I don't know how I'd react to that. I think I'd have to be like kind of carried off the, like carried off the field because I'm passed out, not because I scored a touchdown, but like it would be super meaningful because a lot, like you said, a lot of crazy stuff happened in that organization, you know, from 05 to present. And, you know, I saw a lot of growth from people just on all, all different sides of the operations and uh, just the hunts coming in for business meetings on Fridays. I mean, that was like, you know, you get to, in that small town environment, you get to see all those people coming and going about their day. And that was really special. So, yeah, if my name gets up there, I mean, that's that would be wild. 
That is Dustin Colquitt joining us on the show today. He played for the Chiefs from 2005 to 2019. He was a fan favorite, and I think we can call him friend of the drive. I always appreciated catching up with Dustin Colquitt. Dustin, I don't know how they do the fan vote either, but if they are having a fan vote for the Chiefs Ring of Honor, you've got mine. I appreciate you coming on today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, as always. Absolutely. That's Dustin Colquitt joining us on the show today to tell us stories about the 2019 Kansas City Chiefs as we get ready for Super Bowl 58. He was in the last Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Niners. Coming up in a little bit, we will be joined by another member of the 2019 Kansas City Chiefs. Really excited to do this as we are inching, inching closer to the game. One thing that I noticed in talking to Dustin Colquitt that I think is really, really important. I love Kansas City with all of my heart. I imagine many of you feel the exact same way. Maybe you moved here from somewhere else and you fell in love with it. Maybe you were like me and you were just born here, that this is your home and this is where you want to be. It always excites me to hear other people who feel the same way about this place that I do. And I think you could hear it in the tone of Dustin Colquitt. As I was listening earlier today to Bobby Witt Jr., I got the sense that he feels the same way that I feel. Sure, he got a lot of money to continue to play for the Kansas City Royals, but the money was always going to be there. And Rob, you and I have followed the Royals long enough to see and hear that not everybody falls in love with the city or not everybody falls in love with being a Royal in that way. The Royals, from an on-the-field standpoint, have not given Bobby Witt Jr. many things to be excited about. But you could just hear it in his tone. You could hear it in his answers that he really appreciates and wants to be a part of the turnaround. He wants to be a part of something better in Kansas City. And you know what? I can live with that. It has not been good for the last five, six years of Royals baseball. But I do think that now there is sort of a cloud of optimism, an aura around this organization that I believe they are turning the corner. Now, they have to define what turning the corner is, and we'll get that information once the baseball season starts. I think this is the most important 45-game stretch that the Royals have had since winning the World Series. This team has to get off to a good start. And as much as some people have become jaded with the Kansas City Royals, part of sports fandom is you come right back. You come right back. I saw Kansas football be bad for 15 years They won three games early in the season. It sold out. Sports fans are some of the most resilient people that we have. It takes a lot for you to completely give up and be completely done with your team. So if you're being honest with yourself and all the frustration that you have about the Royals, if the Royals start this season 7-2, you will convince yourself that they can go to the playoffs because that's what being a sports fan is. I think for the first time in a while, the Royals have given you reasons to be hopeful and reasons to be optimistic. And as I was listening to Bobby Wood Jr. today, he had the same passion and civic pride that I do. He had the same passion and civic pride that I just heard from Dustin Colquitt. He had the same civic pride that many of you have about Kansas City. He is part of the solution to what they are trying to do over at Kauffman Stadium. Coming up at the top of the hour, we will continue our stories from the 2019 Kansas City Chiefs. Keep it right here. So drive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 